How's it going everyone? This is Eric from Geeks Crossing. And yes, today I'm talking about Cuphead. What can I say about this game? Other than being one of the most visually impressive games to come out in recent times. Seriously, an indie game that pays homage to old cartoons from the 1930s is something I'm sure none of us ever thought was possible. Until Studio MDHR came in and proved us wrong. Of course, developing this game wasn't easy according to the Moltenhauer brothers. But in the end, it was worth it. And it became one of the best selling indie games of all time. But the hype doesn't stop there because in 2019, Studio MDHR announced that Cuphead will be getting a DLC expansion called The Delicious Last Course. Ha, I get it. DLC. You clever bastards. Anyway, the DLC was originally meant to launch in late 2020, but because of how much work that's needed to simply develop the game, and for other obvious reasons, the DLC kept on getting delayed. That is until a few months ago they announced the DLC will be coming out in June 2022. And what better way to celebrate than by talking about one of the most famous and infamous parts of Cuphead, the bosses. Cuphead may look like a harmless game, but it contains some of the most difficult bosses you'll ever face in a video game. For this episode, I'll be ranking all the current bosses from Cuphead from easiest to hardest. I know this topic is kind of outdated because everyone and their grandma did this when Cuphead first launched, but I figured this would be a nice way to give the base game one last hurrah before the DLC, because I feel like once the DLC comes out, the base game will be kind of irrelevant. Anyway, the rules I have are simple. These bosses will be judged based on their gimmicks, difficulty, and any exploits that make each fight relatively easier. And I'm only sticking with actual bosses from the game, so any of those mini-bosses from the run -and gun levels won't be included. In terms of difficulty, I'm ranking them on regular level, because that's basically this game's version of hard mode. Besides, I've only beaten a handful of these bosses on Expert, and I don't plan on continuing any further. <laughs> Once more, everything I say is my opinion. But once you hear my list, you'll find it reasonable, hopefully. With that said, let's take a trip to Inkwell Isle and figure out who's the easiest boss and who will make me question all my life choices. At the very bottom, we have the Root Pack. I mean, are you that surprised? These three VeggieTail rejects barely pose any challenge. First off, we have Sal Sputter who can spit out balls of dirt and occasionally worms which he can parry. Next, there's Ollie Bulb who just loves to cry, probably because he realized how weak he and his teammates are. His tears are easy to avoid and can parry the red tier. And finally, there's Chauncey Chanate, I hope I said that right, who can attack with carrots using telekinesis. I guess carrots do more than just improve your eyesight. <laughs> Either way, he's the only part of the fight that's somewhat challenging. But as long as you dodge his carrots and the beam he shoots from his third eye, you shouldn't have any trouble with them. In second to last place, we have Goopy Legrande, who's probably a descendant from the slime creatures from Dragon Quest. You know I'm not wrong about that. Anyway, this guy isn't that much harder to deal with, because in his first phase, all he does is bounce around and once in a while, stretch out his head. Two things you can easily avoid. In the second phase, he pretty much does the same thing except he grows in size and tries to punch you with a giant glove. His third and final phase is interesting to say the least. He pretty much dies and his tombstone comes to life and tries to crush you. If you don't dodge at the right time, it can be tough. But it's not a big deal. Finishing up the bomb three is Sally Stageplay. I know what you guys are thinking. Really? You ranked a boss from Isle 3 as easy? Hey, I'm just as shocked as you guys. This actual drama queen tells her life story in a series of acts in the play she's in. I mean, why else would they call her Sally's stage play? From her wedding day to settling down with a child and her quote-unquote death? Seriously, I never understood that. Anyway, the reason I consider her to be an easy boss is because she leaves herself open for attacks. And in return, 
Her attacks can be easily avoided. The only parts that got me was her last two phases, where she summons her stage effects that require dodging at the right time, and that umbrella of hers that keeps spinning around the stage. But once you plan your dodges and parries right, she's still an easy boss. Next up, Ribby and Croaks. These two amphibians try so hard to be like Ryu and Ken from Street Fighter, except they lack a challenge. First off, they make it too easy for you to parry those fist waves during the first phase, not to mention spinning out those literal fireflies that really don't do anything except crowd you. Their second phase is also pretty exploitable, because all you need to do is walk back and forth and avoid these orbs that Ribby summons, and the gust of wind made by Croaks. It isn't until you get to their final phase where they actually start feeling challenging, and that's when they fuse together to become a giant slot machine. Because, you know, fuck logic. It's bad enough that they keep shooting coins at your way, but once you parry their crank, you have to avoid whatever attack they dish out. Out of all their attacks, the Tiger one gives me the most trouble. Seriously, I can't go through this phase without getting hit once. But if you keep shooting and have to deal with the bull and snake attacks, you'll be fine. Once again, we have another boss from Isle 3, and it's Kala Maria. Most people consider her to be a difficult boss, but I personally didn't find her all that difficult. Granted, she definitely has the potential. She can spit out ghosts with a random attack pattern, utilize three different fishes that each have their own attack, and of course, call upon her many friends from under the sea. Like a seahorse wearing a tube, a turtle that's ready to throw hands and shoot cannons, or even a wave of pufferfish which you can parry. The first two are invincible, by the way. Still, if you memorize their patterns, the first phase is pretty easy. Until you get to her second phase, where she gets shocked by electric eels, and goes from this cute waifu mermaid to this ugly-ass gorgon with the powers of Medusa. And yeah, let's just say turning to stone is not ideal when playing Cuphead. Especially during the final phase, where you have to keep shooting her head through a cavern of coral, because if you turn to stone at any time, there's a lovely spy column waiting for you to crash into. But if you plan your dodges right, you'll be able to handle this fight without too many problems. Next up, we have, in my opinion, the easiest boss from Isle 2, Wally Warbles. I hope I said that right. To say this bird has his feathers ruffled would be an understatement, because he is pissed. I mean, I'd be angry too if my body was stuck in a birdhouse. Or maybe he was born this way. Who knows. Anyway, Wally has an easy first phase, because it really doesn't take much to dodge his eggshells, bullets, and feathers. There's even a couple of Blue Lake Tweety birds you can parry. I taught, I taught a cuphead! Thankfully, my Looney Tunes analogy isn't too far-fetched, because during Wally's second phase, you fight his son, Willie, who's pretty much Egghead Jr.'s genetic mutated evil twin. This is where it gets more challenging, because Willie can surround himself with five spike eggs, and shoot you with the laser you can occasionally parry. I'd be lucky to get through this phase without getting hit once. Same thing goes for his last phase, where Wally loses all his feathers and is being carried away by fellow bird paramedics. What makes it challenging is that all the garbage he spits out can attack from all angles. Same thing goes for the pills the paramedics spit out. If you get close enough to Wally and time your parries right, you'll be fine. Then you get to watch the paramedics act all cannibalistic at the end. <laughs> Going back to Isle 1, we have Cagney Cartation. Even though he's one of those early bosses, you can tell that this is when the game starts to get challenging. First off, the amount of shit this guy throws at you is absurd. Like his acorns, boomerang, and piranha plant rejects, forcing you to constantly be on your toes. Though you could parry one of the acorns if you're fast enough. However, things get more complicated when Cagney starts branching out these thorny vines, forcing you to jump back and forth from platform to platform. Yeah, there's also dandelions you can parry from time to time, but when you do parry them, there's a good chance you'll land on one of those vines. Happens to me almost all the time. Still, if you keep firing while jumping, you'll be fine. Not too long ago, I watched Alice in Wonderland again, and if there's one thing I learned from that movie, and this boss fight for that matter, is that flowers can be real assholes. Taking the number 12 spot is Jimmy the Great. Great at being an absolute dick, if I may. Just like Cagney, this guy will constantly throw shit at you, starting with jewels, swords, and those cat feral things in his first phase. 
all in which you can parry on occasions. Next, you have to shoot your way through pillars that have Jimmy's face on them, and also avoid his spinning blades. The third phase has you deal with ghost mummies and a slug that can shoot eyeballs that resemble Saturn, but it pales in comparison to his last two phases. In phase 4, Jimmy summons a puppet version of Cuphead that can shoot its own bullets. Doesn't help that there's also a turbine that can shoot multiple bullets, making things more complicated. At least you can parry one of the bullets, but what good is that they give you almost no room to dodge? And just when you think it's over, Jimmy has yet another phase. This one has him summon three Illuminati pyramids that can give Bill Cypher a run for his chaos, and he can shoot a laser from his turbine. Same thing with Wally, if you stay close to Jimmy, time your parries, and make sure you have enough hearts before you get to his last two phases, you should be okay. The only other reason I have for putting this fight above Wally is because of how long this fight is. Seriously? Five phases? Just making it slightly below the top 10 is Captain Brainybeard, who I'm convinced is Pluto's long lost brother from the Popeye cartoons. But unlike Pluto, who's hell-bent on making Olive his lover, all the love Brainy Beer needs are his crewmates and sentient pirate ship. And let me tell you, these guys just love making the first phase more complicated than they need to be. First off, Brainy Beer will shoot pellets from his octopus, which gives you a parry option. But there's also a shark that will attempt to bite your ass, a squid that can fling drops of ink, thus making your screen darker if you make contact, and a couple of dogfish, which are the only things you can kill. Not to mention that wooden barrel, who's also sentient, will drop by wherever you stand. That always got me. Eventually, his pirate ship will start shooting cannonballs, which of course you have to dodge, until he gets to his last phase where the ship turns into a freaking demon or some shit like that, and now you have to avoid fireballs that its uvula shoots, and its hyperbeam attack that almost feels impossible to dodge. Brainybeard, where the fuck did you get this ship from? <laughs> However, there is a way you can cheese this fight, and it's by keeping to the right and shooting upwards, yet it feels risky if anything. Starting off the top 10, we have in my opinion, the hardest boss from Isle 1, Hildeberg. I know. It's crazy to think I ranked a boss from Isle 1 this high, but I have my reasons. Even though I said Cagney gave us an idea that this game was going to be tough, most of the credit has to go to Hilda and her Zodiac obsessions. You'll soon learn that Hilda is one of the few bosses to have an inconsistent attack pattern. Her first phase has her inflating slash deflating herself, leaving a star constellation behind. And most notably, attack every time she says, Ha! I know they say words hurt, but this is ridiculous. Her second phase involves her undergoing two add three possible forms, Either Tauros, Gemini Twins, or Sakatoros. I hope I said every one of those names right. With the latter being the most difficult one to deal with. And in between those swarms, Hilda will summon a mini tornado which is usually hard to dodge. Thankfully those toys that blind shoot bullets which you can parry. But it gets worse once he gets to her final phase because Hilda turns into a giant crescent moon and freaking UFOs come out of nowhere and attack you. At least you can parry one of those pink stars but still. I'm lucky enough to even get to his face without getting hit at least once. But, if you face their zodiac forms enough time and memorize their attacks, you should be able to have enough hearts left to finish her off. I recommend saving your super attack against one of her zodiac forms and final phase, that way you can finish this fight a lot faster. Next we have Baroness von Bonbon, one of the first bosses from Isle 2, and she instantly became one of the hardest bosses from this game. That's because phase 1 through 3 has you fighting 3 out of her 5 type 2 diabetes underlings. These minions include a gumball machine that launches gumballs everywhere, a cream puff man that loves to spread his cream filling, take that out of context if you must, <laughs> a jawbreaker that not even Ed and Eddie would dare to eat, a giant candy corn and his children, and a butter waffle that flies around and spreads corners everywhere, easily the hardest one I had to deal with. Because there's no set pattern on who you fight, you'll be surprised on who comes out of her K-Castle next. Doesn't help that the Baroness herself will also shoot these con candy clouds at you, with the pink ones of course you can parry. Same thing goes for a pink jelly bean soldier that comes out every now and then. Her last phase though is challenging, because Baroness Von Sugar Bitch will control her K-Castle into chasing you, and she'll even throw her own head at you! No matter how many times I fight this boss, 
I can't go through this phase without getting hit at least once or possibly dying. However, if you memorize the attack patterns from her servants, the rest of the boss should be a cakewalk. No pun intended. At the number 8 spot, we have Werner Warman. Again, I hope I said that right. You'll be needing more than an exterminator to put this rat down because he's armed and ready to fight. The first phase has Werner hide inside a tick can and launch all sorts of attacks, like cherry bombs and scraps containing two pieces of bubblegum you can parry. Occasionally, Werner will come charging at you where he eventually reveals his ugly ass face, but not before leaving two pink springs for you to parry. However, it's noted that you'll need to parry them mid-air before you can use them, otherwise you'll take unnecessary damage. The first phase can be annoying, but it's still manageable. The second phase, though, is where things get more frustrating. With his tin can destroyed, Werner will try incinerating you with his flamethrower or attack you with spinning bottle caps. I know, the flamethrower can be avoided if you keep moving up and down on the platform, but it's the bottle caps that get me. I always find myself getting hit at least once during this phase. Then we get to his last phase, where the cat that's been watching through the mouse hole actually does its job and devours Werner. Not surprisingly, you have to fight this thing too. First off, Cat's in Wagon will move its paw left and right, forcing you to constantly move. Then there's a couple of wooden boards that it flings at you, which always catches me off guard, leading to my downfall. And then, Cat's in Wagon can somehow summon the goats of dead rats it ate before, and those rat goats have a pink ball you can parry. As long as you time your dodges, gain no parries, and save your super attack for the final phase, you should be able to finish off this cat. I recommend using the giant ghost for this fight, because it's the only time that super attack will be useful, I can tell you that. We soon learned that Cats and Wagon was actually yet another machine built and operated by Warner himself. I mean, the wagon part of its name kind of gives it away. Wait, if that was a machine, then how can it summon ghosts to attack you? And furthermore, did Warner kill members of his own kind? Holy fuck, this game is darker than I thought! Next up, we have Beppy the Clown, the living embodiment of all the clown memes you've seen on iFunny. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I knew going in that this fight would give me a lot of trouble. In Phase 1, Beppy will try to run you over with his bumper car, but at least there's cardboard ducks for you to parry. The second phase is when the fight gets more stressful. By then, Beppy will inflate his head and send balloon dogs to chomp your ass, with the pink ones of course you can parry. His last two phases are what gave me the most trouble. In Phase 3, Beppy will be seen riding a carousel horse donkey thing and appears to be having the time of his life. Again, take that out of context if you want. What makes this part annoying are the horseshoes he attacks you with. They don't give you enough space to dodge, and sometimes I end up dying during this part. I know, you can parry one of the horseshoes, but still. The final phase has Pepe turn into a chair swing and can spit out green penguins that you can either dodge or attempt to kill. The only other reason why this fight is in the top 10 is because of that goddamn roller coaster that keeps showing up after the first phase. Seriously, you'll be so busy dealing with Pepe and his nightmare fuel induced forms that this thing comes out of nowhere and hits you. Most of my deaths during this fight was because of that fucking thing. Granted, you always stop it by parrying its nose, but more often than not, I find myself landing on the spikes instead of the nose. However, if you know how to dodge the roller coaster at the right time and get enough parries, then Beppy will eventually perish. Just finding himself below the top 5, we have Grim Matchstick, who in my opinion, is the hardest boss from Isle 2. Now, I'm usually a big fan of dragons, but this guy SUCKS! It should be noted that this boss is also a side-scrolling fight, which means you find yourself jumping from cloud to cloud as the camera pans to the right. Grim's first face is somewhat annoying because you have to deal with dodging giant fireballs and his tail that can thrust you if you stand on a certain cloud for too long. That shit gets me more times than necessary. At least you can parry the fire rings he shoots from his eyes. Of course, it only gets harder from here. During his second phase, Grim sticks out his tongue and summons an army of fireball soldiers to attack you. These old fuckers are nearly impossible to dodge. No matter how low or high the cloud I'm standing on is, I always find myself getting burned by one of these guys at least once. Sometimes I find myself dying as well. The final phase isn't much better because Grim will summon two more heads with one of them turning into a flamethrower on occasions. There's also these fireball bubbles that are hard to dodge, and if you shoot them, 
They spread flames from all directions, causing more damage. The only reason I did put Grimm in the top 5 is because he at least gives you some space for you to dodge his attacks. And like I keep saying, time your dodges, gain enough parries, and launch a super attack or two to finish the job. I recommend either Energy Beam or Invincibility. Probably the latter. We're now in the top 5 and starting us off is Rumor Honeybottoms. Because there's a wave of honey that keeps rising, you always find yourselves on your toes during this fight. But you quickly realize that the honey should be the least of your concerns. In Phase 1, you have to deal with their security guards and other employees who look like they're done with life. Thankfully, they're not too difficult, except for that goddamn spike bombs which you can parry if you're fast enough. But, once we battle the literal Queen Bee herself, that's when shit starts to get bad. She'll start by using her wand and conjure up a magical triangle that can blast from three different angles. If you're lucky, you could parry one of the triangles, but I have the shittiest luck ever. Then she'll start spitting out missiles that always move in a zigzag pattern, and summon not one, but two magical orbs that can rotate around you, yeah, you can parry them as many times as you want, but it really doesn't help much. Once you eventually get to her last phase, she'll turn to an airplane and start attacking you with butt sauce. Because you have such little room to dodge her attacks, I had to put her in the top 5. Still, if you know how to dodge her attacks and save your super attacks, Honey Bombs will eventually die. No wonder why her employees quit. It's way too chaotic for an office building environment. I hope they give this place a negative review on Indeed, or whatever the closest thing they had to that during that time period. Probably not a lot because the internet wasn't a thing yet and... Yeah... I'm going too far with this analogy. <laughs> At number 4, we have the Phantom Express. Your figurative and literal one-way trip to hell. Some people consider this to be the hardest boss from Isle 3, but I disagree. Hey, that rhymes. Though I won't lie and say this boss isn't very difficult, because of all the monsters you have to deal with, each of them being challenging in their own way. Starting with the Blind Spectre, a blind ghost that can attack you with multiple eyeballs. He's annoying, but he's definitely the easiest out of all the monsters. Next, there's the Conductor, a giant skeleton who can crush you with his arms, forcing you to parry the left and right vaults on the cart you're riding on. Speaking of which, there's also a flying jack-o'-lantern that could drop pink bricks on the vaults, forcing your car to move back and forth, causing you to take unnecessary damage from these guys. But if you're fast enough, you can parry them before they land. Yet, it gets worse from here. The next monsters you have to face are the lollipop ghouls, which can be their own version of Hyper Beam, and the only way you can avoid it is by parrying your car. But you also have to deal with these ghosts that come out of the train's engine. And if you shoot them, they turn to pink skulls that do the exact same things that the bricks do. You'll soon find yourselves fighting the head of the train who will attack you with a flaming bone boomerang he fires from his nose. The only way you can possibly damage him is by parrying his tail, which will open up his boiler, leaving his heart open for attacks. It took me a while to realize that. I'm lucky enough to even get to his face before dying beforehand! Still, if your reflexes are fast enough, you should be able to reach the head of the train in no time. Pun intended, I guess. Or you could use the invincibility super at least once and preserve your health. At third place, we have Dr. Cow's Robot. Easily one of the hardest bosses you'll ever face, and in my opinion, the most difficult boss from Isle 3. This guy easily earns a spot in the top 3 because of his attack pattern. Not only does it feel unorthodox, but almost impossible to dodge. The robot has three openings for you to defeat in its first stage. You have the choice of either destroying its head, which has a trace laser, its chest, which fires these pink cylinder laser things that you can only avoid by parrying, and its abdomen, which can launch these U-shaped missiles that always move in a zigzag pattern. It doesn't matter which one you destroy first because the robot always has a backup plan. Attacking with more of those missiles, his arms that move from the other side of the screen, and these golden bolts and nuts that fires from its mouth. And don't get me started on the magnet that pulls you in, leaving you open for attacks. This was one of the only other times I've lost within the FIRST PHASE of a boss fight. Aside from the other two bosses, which I'll get to later. The next phase has you fighting the robot's detached head, which doesn't sound too bad. If those fucking missiles weren't in the way, but it all gets worse once you fight Dr. Kale himself. 
This pathetic invitation of Eggman and his fake Chaos Emeralds will leave you no space for your dodge, especially when he's using the Blue Emerald. Granted, the Red Emerald occasionally has a pink spark for you to parry, but it's not worth it. Even when I save my super attacks for this phase, I still end up losing one way or another. However, if you focus on attacking this defected Iron Giant and dodge every attack as fast as possible, it's still manageable. At second place, we have the Devil himself. Honestly, are you that surprised? Of course the Devil will find himself in the top two. Except, he's not the most difficult boss in my opinion. Don't get your hopes up though, the Devil is still difficult as fuck. Even though he sits on his throne during his first phase, his attacks are frustrating to deal with. The one that always gets me is when he swings his trine and summons these orbs that bounce all over the place. You can parry them obviously, but I don't want to take my chances. The forms he can turn into are much better. He'll start by detaching his head and turn to a spider, thus slamming himself to the ground at least three times. Then he'll turn to a goat and extend his arms to ridiculous lengths. If you're not fast enough, you'll be fucking crushed. Lastly, he can turn to a snake and slither across the ground, forcing you to move as far to the left or right as possible. And don't get me started on that little purple fuck that keeps running every second or so, making you waste your time getting rid of him when you should be focusing your attacks on the devil. As expected, the devil has another phase where you're forced to follow him to the fires of hell and fight him at gargantuan size. This time he drops flaming casino chips, a flying axe, and a pink bat-shaped bomb so you can parry. Just when you think this fight couldn't get more difficult, these two fat purple underlings will show up and fire skulls at you, including one you can parry. Still, it makes my blood boil. Speaking of which, the devil will soon go into a mental breakdown and cry out blood which can damage you. And on top of that, you only have one platform to jump on. Thank god I had the invincibility super equipped, otherwise this phase or this fight would be impossible for me. Even though the devil is meant to be the final boss, he just barely takes the title as the hardest boss in this game. No. That title goes to none other than his right hand man, King Dice. Oh. My. God. This guy is fucking bullshit on all different levels. First you have to parry his dice, and depending on where you land, you either A. Save so you can parry the dice again, B. Earn an extra heart, C. Start from the beginning of the wheel, or D. Which is the most likely option, defeat at least one mini boss in order to get to King Dice himself. And let me tell you, they suck. It doesn't matter who you face because they all feel time consuming and have annoying attack patterns. The ones that gave me the most trouble were Hocus Pocus and Mr. Chimes. Even if you end up losing to one of them, you don't get another chance at fighting them. No, you start all the way from the beginning making you waste even more time. But it only gets worse once you fight King Dice himself. This guy will constantly summon cards from his fingers but there's only one or two cards that can be parried. Except you need to parry them twice just to be safe. How the fuck is someone supposed to know that? And if you lose to King Dice and his cards, guess what happens? You start all the way from the beginning. And I don't mean responding at the moment before you fight King Dice. No, I mean at the very beginning of this fight. Which means you have to go through that fucking roulette wheel again, fight those mini-bosses, and keep rolling the dice and praying that you have enough hearts to face King Dice again. The only way I was able to beat him was by making sure I kept landing on either the heart or safe place, and making sure I only fought one mini-boss. And by the time I reached King Dice, I parried until I lost all feeling in my fingers, and abusing the invincibility super. God, that was stressful. For those who still think the devil should be number one instead, let's put it this way. It took me about a day to beat the devil when I first played this game. Do you know how long it took me to beat King Dice? Over a week! It has never taken me more than three days to beat a boss until I had to face King Dice. For that reason and everything else I said, King Dice was and is currently the hardest boss from Cuphead. And he can't make me change my mind. With that said, my list has been concluded. Replaying this game after a few years, I can honestly say that these bosses still hold up in my opinion. Just when you think you memorized their attack patterns, they always find a way to make things more complicated. And you know what? I can appreciate that. 
Because Cuphead is one of those games where you have to concentrate and think outside the box. I learned that shit the hard way because the first time I played this game, I was watching Netflix at the same time. Yeah. Never multitask while playing Cuphead. <laughs> Speaking of Netflix, what do you guys think of the Cuphead show? Because I thought it was good. Probably should have mentioned it earlier, but whatever. Anyway, how would you rank the Cuphead bosses? And are you excited for the DLC? Tell us in our Discord server. A link will be provided as always, along with one to our Instagram page, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to support us on all major platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you're using right now. Tell your friends and family about us, especially any Cuphead fans you know. And check out Nuclear Bacon, Scriptwalk Games, and Carabite on Twitch when you get the chance. Thank you for listening, and remember, don't deal with the devil.